are listening to Into the Comics Cave with your host, comic book heartthrob, Grant Stoy. Hello, uh, fellow humans. Thank you for tuning in again. I'm Grant. I do poor openings. And with me today, uh, you may, well, you just heard her voice saying welcome to the show. Uh, but she's also an artist. And it looks like she's just remembering that she recorded the, the intro and outro. Because we write, we run a very professional ship. I was like, what the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that, okay. Uh, yes, we have Miss Minerva Fox. Minerva, how are you doing, bud? I am doing awesome, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going there. I'm going to go lay on that yeah. heavily. I'm doing great, Grandpa. Yourself? <laughs> uh, aside from the knee, because I think it's going to snow soon. Very you good. You take your Advil, Grandpa. You know it really helps your knees during the bad weather. Oh, man. Uh, true story, though. Uh, <laughs> I take acetaminophen uh, several times during the course of the day because... Like I do get your liver. <laughs> I'm like, I just need to keep the swelling down. <laughs> okay. All right. Gonna launch into this right now. Tiger balm. Put that on your knees. <laughs> the cooling sensation will be wonderful. The American version is icy hot. <laughs> it's really good for, for soft tissue stuff and for some of your some of your ligament stuff. I'm gonna track down tiger balm just because it sounds so much better than icy hot. It's the same thing, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but it sounds cooler. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Don't actually ever... FSA approved, so if you have an FSA or an HSA, you can you can buy it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, American healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we you're here and you're cornered in the cave, mm -hmm. I want to know where did you grow up? I I was I born and raised. Skokie, Illinois, a suburb really? of Chicago. Yeah. The Jewish I... town that had a movie in the, in the 70s regarding a Nazi parade that was counter... Not... It was allowed because free speech, but it was protested heavily. Was that featured in the Blues Brothers? Was that what it was based off of? Evanston? I have no idea. I've never actually watched the Blues Brothers all the way through. Really? Because... They have a song... Where they cover Sweet Home Chicago, mm -hmm. I would have thought that it'd be mandatory viewing for everyone in Illinois. Nah, they hate Illinois Nazis. That's mm -hmm. a line from the movie. Oh damn! Yeah, well, yeah, that's a that's a thank God. Thank <laughs> <laughs> goodness, it's still kind of it's that's still more or less the uh, the thought process here too in Skokie. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So wow, did you have any siblings? Yeah, I got a brother. He's a couple of years older than me. Mm. Mm hmm. But he's the engineer. I'm the artist. Uh, which is good because you're very good at art. Art. Oh, I, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Duh. <laughs> I'm doing what I'm doing. When did that artistic proclivity start up? That was. Oh God! I was actually thinking about that. When did the Little Mermaid? When the Little Mermaid came out? Oh man! I was not happy about the conflict of Ariel not being able to kiss Prince Eric. So I think I drew like, I drew an alternate ending, I think. And I said, screw this noise. I love the music. I love the song. I love the movie. But I made, I apparently made an, I remember distinctly drawing feet and saying, this is Ariel's feet. And this is Prince Eric's feet. And they were pointed together. So they were kissing, but I did not show them kissing because, oh, scary. 
Dude, that's like a really clever panel to do. Yeah, but it's terrible for me. If you think about it, like the whole the thought behind it and stuff, like that's really clever for like what, 1992? Yeah. I can look that up too. Ariel, the little mermaid. The little mermaid. I can type that in correctly. 89. Oh, no that way. does make right. That does make sense. Yeah, because I'm yeah, because while I was born and raised in Skokie, yeah, I lived in I lived in Virginia Beach, Virginia for a couple of years, from kindergarten to second or third grade. So that fits the time frame, and I wanted to watch it in a mall, and I was so scared of how movies worked. Yeah, yeah, eighty nine sounds just about right. Holy crap, I was six. I was six. Eighty nine. Uh, yeah, you're only a couple years younger than me. Yeah, you what jerk. It? Yeah, Grandpa, <laughs> dude, get with the times. You're 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 straight up zillennial. I don't even know. There's been so many overlaps as to what group <laughs> I actually belong to. I feel like people who were born in 1981 are just like no man's land. We exist despite everyone. Then you're Gen X. If the the fact that you're the, you feel that you're unlabeled. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. I love. Why did why did you guys live in Virginia Beach for a while? Um, my dad found work there. Okay. Um, he found another job there. We re relocated there, and then he decided to go back to the other other job mm -hmm. a couple of years later, and then we moved back here. And I haven't moved since. Well, I moved. Yeah, like totally lived in Skokie, a majority of my life. Yeah. Well, I like that. How it's you guys got a taste of the outside world, and you're like, nah, nah. Like when I got married, we we moved off to Schaumburg, which is a western suburb of Chicago. I know where that is. I had a friend that, Holy, that grew you do? up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you were? Oh boy, I I never visited his home there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just got to hear stories of like suburban mayhem. Well, Schaumburg right now isn't totally white suburbia. It's less white suburbia, but <laughs> Is <laughs> white suburbia totally? <laughs> I mean, the name the name in itself lends to it's German. So, like, hey, check it out. <laughs> but there is a lovely like um, Japanese enclave in Arlington Heights, which is just east of it, and then surrounded by more white suburbia. It's lovely. Well, yeah. Wild. But then moved back here, bought my parents' house. I am strongly middle class, <laughs> thanks to day job and dual income. Gotta love it. Gotta keep the middle class alive. Oh God, yeah, I'm doing. I'm striving to keep. That's. Fine. I'm sorry if I top out. Top it. Top out the mic. That <laughs> is just a natural point when I get into these conversations. Uh, talking with friends and everyone, it just naturally get louder. So, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Oh no, don't apologize. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Then fuck yourselves. <laughs> 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 Yes. Uh, one thing I want to tie into as well is speaking of owning a home, behind you, you have an actual animation cell from Sailor Moon. Yes. When, and one of your, your best pieces of work is Heavy Metal Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. So, needless to say, you are a fan. Oh, yeah. I am when quite did, a fan. When did that start? Uh, DIC dub, the original dub um, that came out in, hmm, that had to be, right? junior high so maybe fifth or sixth grade oh, so wow. 11 to 12 
Um, terrible dub retrospect. Ooh. Loved it. Magical princess that was kicking kicking ass. It was around the time that Power Rangers came out as well. So it had the Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making these tie-ins. Like I'm just figuring this out too. I'm today years old. Um, <laughs> and like like they had the matching, they had them the color coordination. It was it had magic, it had fights, it had romance, it had overarching storylines and um and quests and adventures. And I really liked it. It was like in the really early days where anime was anime was slight was getting its foothold. Mm-hmm. And I was watching watching Macross Plus off of VCR, wow. um, watching stuff late night, just get a glimpse of some anime and it being like kind of really not appropriate for my age, like Wicked City. Mm-hmm. And watching Akira, of course, back then was well over my um uh my 12 year old sensibilities but oh, i watched yeah. it in me and it blew my mind and then finding this is like this is and this that just shunted by itself right into my body did that immediately influence how you wanted to do your art at the time yes yes 100 because that was also during the disney renaissance the second disney renaissance with little mermaid aladdin um beauty and the beast mm-hmm. i was mimicking their styles loving the musical songs and everything like that and anastasia came out with um it was fox but it was not fox it was a subsidiary or whatever of fox oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah it's i not, know Dream- not not DreamWorks. it's i think it was dreamworks yeah dreamworks did it to the internet anastasia <laughs> who what's your uh typing speed oh gosh i haven't known my typing <laughs> speed since high school and that was far too long ago <laughs> word for a minute man okay never mind um anastasia 97 that's not that sits just about right too Who's that who oh. made it? uh it says well don blues 20th century it, it is production company 20th century fox hot damn that, was it, don blues? it yeah so huh. that's also we got the secret of nim influence in there too oh, oh yeah gosh, i watched yeah. that too i love that and the ending song with that i loved it that was such yeah. a powerful time for like animation design. My gosh. Yes, it was. And integrating the early integration of th- of 3D animation with Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. But the storytelling and well, the subsequent like scrubbing of the of the fairy tales, but it really brought it, it really leveled up the animation. It really mm-hmm. leveled up the acceptance of animation as more than just um shorts and sillies and you know. The early, like the early stuff, is just four kids with the air quotes that you can't see, because this is not a visual medium. So we've got this. Uh, let's, yeah, definitely say an animation renaissance because of mm-hmm. Disney and like the import of anime. Did you want to get into animation? No, never. I never liked the idea of drawing the same thing over and over and over. Oh wow! Even okay. with incremental difference, incremental differences, like mm-hmm. e- like even key animation, just going from here to there just really did not appeal to me for young Minerva, though granted comics is, can be very similar (laughs) in that respect, but like that felt like utter backbreaking work. I like to consume the animation. I don't know, not necessarily create the animation, although it does look, I have tried it like making flip books and stuff when I'm bored or whatever, and it works, but I'm like, it's like, I don't think the payoff is enough for me. To really f- get that 
feels. So yeah. like what, what were your aspirations at that time? Like you, you liked like doing as a kid? art? Or like, I know you, you must have liked doing art. Oh yeah. So like, were you just doing it for the love of it? Do you think there was a future in it for you? Nah, it's for the love of it. Okay. I just like drawing, like putting my ideas down to paper and saying, oh, look at that. It turned into something. Ah, good feels. <sighs> Serotonin. Only then later as like, as I grew older, when I felt like, hey, I can have people pay me to make them feel good, have feel good about their stuff, their ideas, and bring it to life for them. And I get my own hit of uh, good, good chemicals in my brains from feeling the satisfaction, that whole feedback of satisfaction going on in there. So that, that was a later development, I think. I think. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I just love your walk down memory lane. It's like you're walking and talking at the same time. Ah, We're experiencing like, it with you. I'm like, holy shit. Oh. Yeah, no, no. I think, yeah, I think at like second, third grade, fifth grade. Skip fourth grade, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, that was just purely because, a, like, when I was bored, it helped me concentrate in school. At least mm -hmm. I thought it did. I drew all over the margins on my notebooks and everything like that on my workbooks <laughs> and sometimes the textbook themselves. Um, but I would, it's, it was, Okay, I focus so much on just creating the art that other aspects of Minerva and development waned a bit, I think. You know, there's a, t there's a term in tabletop RPGs called min-maxing, where you dump all your stats, like as many points as you can into like one, one statistic. Like if you're playing like a uh, warrior, you want to put it that in strength maybe dex or oh, strength dex or constitution or something mm -hmm. and then you just kind of let let like it whatever remainder go into the other st stats <laughs> who needs so, charisma <laughs> who needs to be able to talk to people <laughs> not me i'm just gonna draw all the time <laughs> that's exactly that is what happened if that is what minerva did to herself thanks past minerva oh my god <laughs> well do you remember the first time you drew something for someone else Probably tons of times, like in high school, it's like, hey, can you draw me something? Like, sure. And then I'll just prattle off like some anime, um, probably a Sailor Moon character or like a DBC character. And then- Oh, that's them. right. That was yeah. also big at the time. That was several years later. But yes, it was part of that time frame. Mm -hmm. I don't count Toonami as my influence. I'm before Toonami. My, my, my main- core was Ronin Warriors, which I don't know, like, I don't know if anyone will remember those, that one. It's another, like, five people with color-coordinated ones, but they're actually, it's originally called Samurai Troopers back in Japan, but they're, like, there's dudes in samurai armor, teenagers in samurai armor, there's a red one, yellow one, green one, blue one, and then there's a whole overarching storyline that, like, it, it, like, just, like, it's a basic Sentai, but with Sentai um, group fighting group but with samurai and swords okay. so that was cool um so it was there it was that basically ronin, uh, ronin warriors sailor moon and variant uh, rama one half yeah rama one half would definitely oh wow okay yes and then slam dunk which is a sports anime so you were like in the early like that first wave of just anime hitting hitting america's speed like, racer 
I will count Speed Racer because I watched that on MTV immediately after Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And then I rode the Toonami wave because, like, oh, my God, it's that much more accessible. Let's watch some Cowboy Bebop. Let's watch some Trigun. Inuyasha. Inuyasha was later for me. No, Inuyasha was uh, was when I was in college. I was more getting into the stuff, the impo- the impo- the non-main- not non-mainstream, but stuff that hasn't come in yet and okay. dubbed, like fan sub stuff fan subbed and fan dubbed stuff that you would scour the internet for. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. A lot of my friends did the love work for me. I piggybacked off of them. God bless them. God bless Laura Post. She was, <laughs> she did a lot of that digging for me. Love you, girl. Thank you so much for continually feeding me. And then, but yeah, uh, uh, but I, lo- I definitely re- um, enjoyed Toonami. And the later stuff as they were coming in. I'm still enjoying it stuff. I'm really enjoying Demon Slayer right now. That was uh, fun. That's on Hulu. It's okay. currently um, in second season with a um, with subs only, but I'm enjoying that too. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm like I'm in tune with the subs because it's what I grew up on. So it's basically a second language for me. It's easy mm-hmm. to like skip, skim what they read, look up, back and forth, back and forth, but. Like, I'm enjoying that, too. And I'm enjoying the animation style of it. I'm enjoying the storyline of it. And it's just, mm, it's like, and I'm, draw, I'm drawing fan art for it because it's like, oh, I like this. Let's do this. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And were you reading manga or Western comics at the time? Actually, manga. We had, again, with Arlington Heights having a little, a lovely little Japanese town right there. Um, there is a grocery store called Mitsua. I was actually there today because I wanted to get a hit of some of their delicious cream, uh, yeah, cream-filled rolls. Ooh, okay. I'm all ears. And coffees. Oh, my God. It was delicious. And uh, they had a bookstore. And I actually bought, I subsequently sold it. I'm an idiot. Uh, nearly all of Sailor Moon and nearly all of Slam Dunk and Original Japanese. I strove to try and read it. And translate it. Just what? Just then, just flip through it. Just read it by reading the the uh, the art. Yeah. And just figuring what the fuck's going on, which is not which was not a lot. I couldn't figure it out. I had to go, <laughs> I had to, go to the like the over the um to find fan translations of it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was in the nineties. Holy shit, dude! Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, so bought the original Japanese um, volumes of it and just flipped through them. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Never actually got into Western comics until very recently, mainly because there's a there's a um, comic book shop. Oh, yeah, comics. Shout out to them. They are awesome. Nice. Um, they are just five minutes, five, ten minutes um, from me. And I would just pick whatever's there. They would give me recommendations. I'd read it. And I was like, hey, I'm, and I'm enjoying the, 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 the style there, too. But, yeah, that, wasn't a, that was a very recent um, dive for me, going oh, from cool. manga to Western comics. So all you, what, in your podcast, you're, you guys are, like, dropping names of different things. And, like, I have no idea what the 
fuck is going on, but I'm enjoying the energy here anyway. But look what you're doing. You're dropping all this useful knowledge. What? Like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I had no idea that, like, half this stuff was, was available, like in the this, early or, like, 90s. available at that time. So yeah. This is wild, too, man. Yeah. Late night anime. It's like, that was the, something that I had. Oh, another reason why I was really good at reading subtitles. Late night anime. I knew it was something that I should be watching. At least in the innocent little Minerva side. Because Wicked City is definitely not something for a kid. Vampire Hunter D is borderline something not for a kid. Just because it's uh, of its hyper-realistic gore. And I've seen some stuff that I really don't remember what the names of. But it, um, that my cousins had shown me. And is hyper, hyper gore. Oh, wow. Grossed me the F out. I couldn't watch it, but it's still ingrained in my brain, uh, in my head of one scene where a robotic tentacle bores itself in the head of a back character, and I see the tentacle going out its eye. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But it was, yeah. My cousins, they totally got me. And, and <laughs> yeah, that was them. That was them. Hmm. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was available to me, and I absorbed it, unfortunately, sometimes. But again, I like body horror. Yeah. But that kind of grossed me out, really. That really affected me when I was a kid. But I like body horror. Go fig. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when did you start wanting to make comics? College Minerva. Circa 2000. Wait, graduated in 2001. Math is hard. This is another one of those skills that I did not pay attention to too much. So 2003, again, my friend, Laura, she um, she said, hey, you know what? We should, uh, web comics was becoming a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, this is the first time I'm, I'm exploring this in, in God knows how long. We created a web comic. She wrote it. I drew it called Omoshiroku, which, be, oh, God, what did it mean? It meant not not interesting. So it was a mochiroku with two exclamation points. That was the title. So oh, it means not interesting. And it follows a character. God, what was his name? He had a... Um, it was a very nondescript main character. And he is explored. He is the chosen one. And he was tasked to gather these... Uh, another sentai thing, a five-person group. Mm-hmm. of these anime tropes oh my gosh it's all coming back to me uh there was okay there was this hyper masculine dude um but and it also subvert these tropes tropes where the hyper masculine dude the way that he no wait no no that was only an episode one 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 arc but there's a hyper masculine dude there is a t- um a chick with tifa like boobs um, there's his sister who is the well put um, senpai um, class rep vibe. Uh, and there was a super cute one, the super like Ed from Cowboy Bebop type. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then a, a Sid Bear, Sid Highwind type. He had goggles. And they would, he, he was completely plucked out his, of his mundane existence thrown into this um, into this group and it was him exploring these tropes and going through a monster of a week type arc of fighting a monster and um, fighting anime tropes or whatever um, and it was was it a weekly 
Oh gosh. It was a week. It was either. Well, the art wasn't that good. I tried to spend as much time as I could, but like, okay, yeah. Um, That's <laughs> art, a big commitment. Yes, it was a big commitment, but yes, it was. Holy shit. It was maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays. I don't know. And oh no, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then a color Saturday. Oh, that's yes. cool. Um, but no backgrounds, mainly just the main just the main figures talking, doing talking heads. But um, that was my first foray into comics, and I yeah, that was my first real like real foray into doing into making a comic with my friend Laura making the uh, making the script, and I would just bust these out. Just and I got them out, and then we kind of fizzled out toward the end of uh, my college career. Um, when after when I graduated, I was like, I need to study for finals and get through this bullshit. And then I never picked it up back again. Oh, yeah. But I wonder, is it still available? Omoshiroku, <laughs> Roku. Oh, you know what? It is so that's like so it's nearly 20 years ago. So they ha will have no no digital footprint whatsoever. Oh yeah. But I know I've accidentally run into some of my original art because it was I did it physically and scanned it in because I did not have a digital I had I had a tablet, but drawing oh yeah was I was still in that learning curve of it. Mm. It still didn't feel right for me to draw like a full piece or I just couldn't wrap my head around it or something like that. But yeah, damn, there is absolutely nothing that I can find. I'm bet I, if I tried hard enough, I could find it, but not gonna right now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, did it digitally. Yeah. And I think on some crappy paper, mm. inked it crappily colored it. Uh, I did grayscale Tuesdays, Thursdays. Yeah. With just grays or whatever and then color crappily on saturdays <laughs> lettered it crappily <laughs> like very beginnerly very like i'll get this done just very much make as many as you can and refine as you as you grow that's what present minerva is labeling past minerva that's what, <laughs> that's what her process was well, not trying to pour too much not to pour too much time into any one panel, any one page, because this is something for free. This is something for myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's my intent that I'm labeling on myself for past Minerva. Mm -hmm. What does a uh, present Minerva listen to while she creates? Podcasts, actual plays, YouTube videos, movies that I've seen. Otherwise, I'll be distracted. There are some movies that I absolutely cannot watch while doing any sort of work, and that's into the Spider-Verse mm. um, and Captain Marvel because that's way too much of the vibe that would just get me like want to punch things and like maybe run a lap or something like that. Oh, and no one wants to exercise. Come on. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love my exercise. I haven't been able to do it or like actually do an edit carve out time to actually do it and also do this and do this. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So those things, not new music, because if I want to listen to me music, I want to be in the moment and listen to the new, new music. 
and lo-fi. Lots of lo-fi. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Stuff. That gets some good head bopping, like getting the zone zen feels. But yeah. But if I am writing, because I do write, not well, but I do write, that has to be silence. Because especially if I'm doing a, any sort of character dialogue, I need that singular voice in my head. Otherwise, all the other shit's going to get jambled and then I'm, a meatloaf song's going to go on and I'm really like, oh, it's coming back to me now. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then that, the thought's going to be gone. It's like, oh, I had something for him. Where did it go? God damn it, Celine Dion. Hello there. My name is Don Cardenas and I'm here to invite you to check out my podcast, the 2021 Grantee Award-winning Comics Coffee Medal, where I interview creatives in, around, and about the worlds of you guessed it, Comics, Coffee, and Metal. I've already had such amazing guests on my show, including, but not limited to, Liana Kangas, Mike Norton, John O'Diener, Michael Conrad, Sophie Campbell, Guitar Max Carlisle, Andrew Baina, and of course, the word bros themselves, Bob and Kevin. Comics, Coffee, Metal is available on all the major podcast services, and you can find it directly at comicscoffeemetal.com. I hope to see you there, and now I return you to Into the Comics Cave with the amazing, awesome, Talented, um, tall, handsome, uh, what else did I say? Definitely over six feet tall, smells good like lavender and motorcycle grease. Is that right? Motorcycle grease? Alright. Grant Stoy. There, I said it. Get my money now. So now, um, we're gonna switch gears a bit. And while we were talking before the podcast, I had a, a goofy question I was going to ask you, but I completely scrapped it in favor of this. Oh, no. So what <laughs> I want to know, do you think it's fucked up that Willy Wonka is like the, the embodiment of modern capitalism? Fuck you, Grant. <laughs> I think you brought up the point. Like, he, he cares does. only about the product. The product. He uh, pursues the technological advancements regardless of how it affects others. He do probably doesn't pay those Oompa Loompas. Making his product from free labor. Mm-hmm. Children die. doesn't seem to face him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while it was a test, he was more, like, he was more concerned about the cleanliness of his lab than, of course, Charlie getting chopped up by bits and bits. But this is also regarding, well, I, have to, I haven't actually read the book. Oh, only the movie. Or you're referring just to, the, just to the movie? I only know the movies. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Cool, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Sorry, <laughs> Rolled Doll. That is such a weird name. Just Rolled? Rolled. Rolled. Like, I rolled a joint. I rolled a cigarette. I rolled into like this carpet and made a burrito. Like his parents wanted to name him Ronald, but they're like, that extra ends too much. They didn't want to name, they didn't want to give Ronald Reagan the satisfaction. Who does? <laughs> but regardless, is or is that not fucked up? No, it's not fucked up. That is 100% true. That is what was made, what, in the late 70s? Oh, at gosh. the height of, of, at the cost, at the pinnacle of early capitalism of boomers sorry guys 
Don't um, apologize to Blue. No, the silent, the silent generation really getting into it and boomers writing it. And that was the American dream. That was that was the Amer that was the dream. Rising up to um being Charlie and being well not really by sheer freaking luck mm -hmm. is granted. That's fucking Elon Musk right there. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> it's like it was a, it was a parable for for late game capitalism <laughs> of the foibles. Like it's all spelled out there, but we were just too enchanted by Alice. I want to have a chocolate factory. I want to eat this teacup that he was that he was drinking from from the the song regarding <laughs> pure imagination. Oh yeah, that yep, there one. You go. He sips the tea and he bites it. It's like I want to do that. I want to drink great. from the chocolate moat. I want to have a blue. I want to have gum that makes people explode. Hmm? <laughs> I want a psychedelic tunnel filled with a ferry boat. Hell yeah! <laughs> As adult Minerva, with finally legalized marijuana. Sorry, nope. That's that's not the proper name. Cannabis. Oh yeah, you gotta say it right. Yeah, not not without the slur. Um, and dude, that oh no wonder. Yeah, that <laughs> I would just totally be freaked out by that. No thanks. No, I'll just enjoy that sober. That that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> just enjoy that movie for <laughs> like for the the capitalism endorsement that it is. Yeah, and just like no, oh, I'm gonna coast through that. I'll put that on. I'm gonna sweep that under the rug and enjoy my childhood. Untainted. Thanks, Grant. F you, Doug. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so we have reached the... No, we haven't. What are you yes, talking we about? Have. No. Yeah. no. 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 Yes. No. I, I am I'm replacing your reality with my own. Go away. No. Five no. questions that we ask every guest. You suck. Based on <laughs> James Lipton's Inside the Actors Studio. I've never actually... Every time you name drop, I was like, I should pick that up and read it. I haven't. Well, it's you not can, working. You can either watch the actual James Lipton or you can watch Will Ferrell doing James Lipton. Either one works just fine. Okay. <laughs> so number one, and I'm always curious when artists do this because it leads to whether or not they allow the letterer to do this or they take it upon themselves. What is your favorite sequential art sound effect? Hands down. Fat. Story behind that. Yes, please. <laughs> web com web comic, sexy losers. Have you heard of it? It's an old it, again, it's no. an old one. Um, it is God, I love this. It fought no, it's uh it's about of several characters trying to get sexy, but they're losers. It's mm. just it's just hilarious slapstick, sometimes slapstick, sometimes oh my god, this is so awkward. But I can't help but laugh because of it as a defensive mechanism. And it's about sex. There's this one um, family. There's this one set of characters. They're different different storylines, not necessarily overarching storylines. No um, growth really. But <laughs> it is. It's like a, it's like a Sunday morning Sunday Tribune um, comic uh, style. Okay. Comic style. Um, it's vertical. Is vertical. Hey, we're vertical now. Like. Web comics are vertical now, so that 
pioneer, a freaking pioneer. Um, and it had a lot of anime and manga influences with the character design and everything. There's there's um, there's a set of characters where it's mom and her son. There's heavy incestuous vibes oh, with geez. the mom. Like she wants to like she tries to seduce her son. Fail falls flat on her face every time she does it. It's it is hilarious. <laughs> Barring the incest vibes, and then she suddenly falls in love. Like she the um the boy has a. Uh, girlfriend and they suddenly try to um out seduce the other and then they end up seducing each other oh gosh <laughs> and then at the like the um the very end of that whatever that was whatever that was the lady they they become lovers the two the the mom and the girlfriend become lovers and they actually have sex so much that the girlfriend dies from exhaustion. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So it, it like no holds barred on aside from like under, I think underage. Thank goodness. Now that I think about it, um, there's another one where this one dude is a serious or heavily implied. No, no, no. He actually does necrophiliac. Oh. And then there's this one girl who works in a morgue and she has the hugest crush on the dude. And so she tries to, Again, tries to seduce him, fails miserably half the time. And then um, at one point, she actually does die. But he thinks that, like, I forgot what happened, but she, like, moves on somehow. But it's just, yeah, that was one of the first real webcomics, like, real, first webcomics that really stuck with me because of the awkward situations that would put it in and though and it's just fucking hilarious and i would looked forward to reading it every single week when it updated and so fap that's a good p yeah. <laughs> is the sound effect for masturbating for a dude um and he used schlick for women <laughs> see that's the thing like fap fap to me is like I'm a dude, so I'm like, yeah, of course. You're like, it's like, oh. <laughs> you can feel the hair. Oh, yeah. You can hear the hair. <laughs> that is hilarious. But yeah. Fap is short, sweet, to the point, and brings me much nostalgia. <laughs> so, yeah. I had that prepared. It's like, what is my favorite sound effect? It's It was either this sound effect from... Um, from um, Katsuro Hotomo, who's the writer and draw um, and artist for Akira, the whole manga there, but he also did a short um, a short uh, one shot short one shot called Domu, a child's dream, and one of my first manga is one of my first like um, floppies that I actually got and kept up with, and then I got trade paperback. It's out of print. I have it still. That is my thing, and I should have gotten it over there in my cabinet and I wanted to show you and I forgot. Damn it. Another sound effect was a wunge type of sound. Wunge? Wunge. Where a pillar, the apartment complex is collapsing. This one chick, this one lady who was mentally unstable, started laughing hysterically. Um, and then as the apartment's collapsing, she falls and then a pillar just wunges into her head. And the, my God, the panel is Absolutely beautiful. 
I will take a picture of it after this and show you. <laughs> and you was like, yeah, that's a thing. That's this is this is my influence. This is one of my influences, but one but that takes precedence. And what is something you love about sequential art? The feelings that I have to invoke to act it, to create it, and the feelings that are invoked when I read it. God damn it. <laughs> so are you like a method artist then? Almost. Sure. 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 Like I make the faces. Yeah. And I make the pose. I tried like, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Take reference poses, but I like am the pose. Yeah. 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 And I see if that translates or whatever. No, uh, more for the faces. No, I just like the, I like all of it. Yeah. No, it helps me. It's really explores the feelings that I, that I can explore in a safe space without yeah. really feeling the consequence of it. Like with Domo the Child's Dream, there's a lot of death in there. There's a lot of people just dying randomly and like you have to process that. And with, oh my God, with Murder Falcon. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 I was reading that and I was starting to tear up and my husband was like, you need to walk the dog. She's really whining because I'm the dog walker. I love walking mm -hmm. the dog. But I was like, but hold on, hold on. I'm at this point where it's like, oh my God, this, like he was a cancer. Like spoilers, cancer survivor. I'm going to say, I'm going to say. And screaming into the void. Yeah. <laughs> and that, screaming into the void. That, that comic is one of, that is in my like top five of all time. Like I cried at the last issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screaming into the void. And that line and her and his girlfriend becoming that singer scream mm -hmm. and eviscerating all the monsters because she is screaming into the void. And because we know why she's screaming into the void. And it's like, oh my God. Like, what is this feeling? This feeling is just deep, utter sadness. Why is it invoked in me? I have never actually remember or like I have experienced death to close to loved ones from but from years ago but no one like this is someone very close to this character mm -hmm. who has almost nearly experienced death and everything but yeah but feel those feelings it's delicious it is wonderful it is very cathartic and mm -hmm. but it's also something nice out of the day-to-day -to, -day to be able to feel these feelings and then return to your day-to-day -day mm -hmm. safely and, and on the flip side, what's what's something you dislike about sequential art? Fucking late stage capitalism. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living in a world that's like, oh, you create things, and it's not worth that much. Yeah. Oh, you create things. Why don't you do so? Why don't you do something to it? And then I fell into this trap. I was like, oh, damn it. But it is good motivation. But it's also a toxic motivation if pushed too far. Um, where, I, like, last year I felt like I was really, like, oh, I'm going to totally be a, like, full-time artist. And then I crunched the numbers in my head, like, reviewed stuff. And I was like, mm, there are some really good benefits here at my job. And then having to make sure make that income, turn that income into an actual math, um, needed income. That's mm -hmm. another stress that... I don't know if I want to, I don't want to put on my family. Yeah. And God damn it, late stage capitalism. But I love doing it for, for the sake of, not for the sake of doing it, but for me, because I feel like I need to create. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I will wither away and die. Yeah. 
Well, that was a really good answer. Okay, so also something that made me think about that is I'm also the artist for Demigods PBTA. It's a tabletop RPG <laughs> that, was coming, that was kickstarted in 2019. Um, and it is on the verge. It is so close to being finished. The manuscript is being edited right now by the writer, Jason Mills. Um, but he has, um, there are character archetypes that you can, um, that you play as, like your, your yeah. paladin, your, your cleric, your thief. But this one, it's the muse. This is the, uh, the elemental, the, um, the war. Uh, yes, there is the warrior. And there's a trickster, the, like the trickster god. Um, but the muse is um, not like one of the lines that he had. It's really stuck with me. It's like, it's like I don't create because I want to. It's I create because I must. Mm -hmm. And that's what it feels like for me a lot of the time. I get great satisfaction in busting out a piece. Not in record time, but in a good, you know, yeah. amount of time. And feeling that and feeling that flow from here through my arms and my eyeballs to something physical, physically there. So it's like, yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And number four, I'm curious because you're also parent. Um, what is your favorite curse word? That's not actually a curse word. My daughter is 10 years old. She hears me curse all the time. Because <laughs> with all that filter, that filter is fucking gone but <laughs> at work. When I'm not working from home, and I can't scream at people being like, oh, my God, why are you doing that? I sing. Like, oh, my God. Or, oh, my God, I did something. I did something today. Like, after a phone call, I went, Mother of Mary. <laughs> Bless your heart, sweet child. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, just like, mm, mm. Why are you doing this to me <laughs> and everything? Go away. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Mm -hmm. No Minerva? Mm, no. I've got some bad news for you. How do I die? You were walking along the banks of uh of Chicago, right along the right along the 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 Great Lake. Fuck. Damn it. And it sucks. Like, now in this weather? Well, the waves? You got hammered with just like the biggest piece of uh, hail. Oh. What is, what is, What's it called here? No, it's hail. hail? Okay. <laughs> Moving from Midwest to East Coast is messing with my vocabulary. But this giant piece of frozen snow and ice compacted landed on you like Wicked Witch of the West. And like your feet are sticking out. And there's just this big thing. Uh, so you, you unfortunately, you've died. But you move on to what we conceive as heaven. And when you get there, you see a very thick-eyebrowed, wife-beer-wearing Jacob Kurtzberg, a.k.a. Jack Kirby. What do you hope he says to you at the pearly gates? Katsuhiro Otomo is waiting for you. <laughs> Nayoko Takeuchi is waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I hope they don't die soon anytime soon. They're still alive. No. Oh. No. Akira Toriyama is waiting for you. What if he lists all those and then's like, well, you, it's your harem. 
Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I actually did send a copy of Heavy Metal Sailor Moon to Naoko Takeuchi. Really? I found her. Uh, they, she has a fan mailing address. I sent it like a couple of years ago. I was like, okay, that's a check off my bucket list. Hopefully oh, yeah. She'll respond to me eventually. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, knock on wood. She probably gets a little bit of fan mail. A little bit. A tiny bit. <laughs> a bit. A wee bit. Minerva, thank you so much for joining me. Where can folks find you on the socials? And this is where I also say that if you enjoy like just food pics, because I'm a huge food slob, uh, Minerva <laughs> posts. Slob, the, I love it. <laughs> she posts the best, like tastiest looking food pics, and it, you alternate between like jealousy and like euphoria. But where <laughs> can they find those on the socials? You can totally find that on Twitter, Instagram, not Twitch, but you can watch me stream on Twitch at blue underscore troller that is b like boy l like larry u like umbrella e like edward the underscore line not the dash if you hit the dash that's something else i have no idea and then troller as in the troll that hung, um that hangs underneath the bridge uh you can find my art my website at art by minerva fox.com oh my <laughs> gosh are you blanking on your own website yes, I did. <laughs> and I, I stream live on Twitch on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, which is way too late for Grandpa over here, mm -hmm. um, where I do either my own projects or any commissions that may come through and if they're okay with me streaming it. And then, actually, actually, by the time this comes out, my YouTube channel will be out. And it's currently not a unique URL, so it's a bunch of numbers. We'll do that later. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we can we can add that onto the the promo tweet. Okay, sure. This is this is a problem for future Grant and future Minerva. No, just a problem for future Grant because I'll. Yeah. So yes, thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> You're very welcome. I enjoyed this. This has been a Comic Book Yeti production. You can find new episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere podcasts stream. For more information on the Comic Book Yeti, please visit comicbookyeti.com. And for more of Grant, visit grantstoy.com or on Twitter at Grant and Stuff.